Hey everyone, welcome to 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. It is episode 29. Today is Tuesday, tomorrow is Wednesday, and that's when you'll be hearing our lovely voices in your earbuds. You are welcome. Hey, before we get started with this week's episode, as always, don't forget to check out last week's podcast, Tis the Season of Hope, where we decided that our hope is not just in the hereafter, but it is also in the here and now. We're called to bring relief to suffering and to defeat the darkness here and now as we wait for that day when there will be no more tears, no more hurting or destroying. Wow. Can we make that come a little quicker, Lord Jesus, please? Thank you. So to check that out and any of the previous episodes in the archives and to share them across your social media outlets, you can do that by going to hospitalchurch.org slash podcast or by listening directly from iTunes, and you can share to any of those, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff, and you can find that on our website, hospitalchurch.org slash contact. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can text us your thoughts at 407-965-1607 or email podcast at hospitalchurch.org. And kind of staying with last week's theme, I mean, this week we're into joy, which I don't know why anyone needs joy (laughs) at this time of year. Well, we talked about hope last week and putting that hope into action. We talked about serving with our uh, Meet, Worship, Serve. And kind of as we bridge the gap into joy this week, I found a quote that I just kind of stumbled upon. It wasn't on purpose uh, by Mohandas Gandhi that says, Service which is rendered without joy helps neither the servant nor the served, Mm. but all other pleasures pale into nothingness before service which is rendered in the spirit of joy. I thought that kind of lend, lended itself well to <laughs> nice bridge, <laughs> a bridge to get to both. And I have to admit that, you know, I'm typically a Grinch. This is the, I mean, that's, my wife will confirm that for you. I, um, yeah, that's just the way it is. But the series has had kind of my Christmas spirits a little bit more lifted than normal. <laughs> Actually put lights on the house All right. for the first time in 15 years in Florida. <laughs> so I don't even know if that's just a Grinch mode or if that's like, why are we putting house mm. lights on in the summer? Yeah, it's hard to do your shorts. Yeah, no, right. It just doesn't <laughs> seem the same thing. It doesn't seem like it has the same effect. But this true joy, though, it seems a lot more complicated than maybe we first imagined and Maybe it's full of potential pitfalls, right? Mm. We talk about the joy, but don't steal my joy, Andy. Tell me it's good news. <laughs> it is joy. Good news. Joy's joy's great news. <laughs> but joy can feel like Doom's predecessor, <laughs> right? And we we waiting for the bad to happen. We talked about that at length. Yeah, the, this the, week. Uh, and Brene Brown talks about waiting for the other shoe to drop. And that that old state that story about waiting for the other shoe to drop comes from early immigrants when they lived in housing tenements where you could hear your neighbor come into their room take off a shoe and drop it, ah. and you would wait for the other shoe to drop, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. And But but really, oftentimes it is, we'll, we'll be in a moment of joy. Um, I, I, I catch myself doing this on our summer vacation. We always go to the beach for a week with my in-laws, family, all, all up together. And I'll find myself on the second day sort of thinking, well, it's going to be over soon. You know, it's, it's, it's like, <laughs> this is really fun now, but we'll be back to work before you know it. Um, and and there's a sense though that we we do have foreboding joy, where where something good's happening in our life, and we begin to think, "Am I worthy to have this happen? Is this do I deserve this kind of joy?" Or we begin to think about if if I can if I can think the worst, yeah, and I can handle the worst, then if it ever happens, I'll be prepared for it, as if I won't have to be vulnerable, I won't have to be <sighs> the, the risk of being hurt. I'll sort of pre-hurt myself in my mind. It's really sort of a sad, sad, sick thing, but it really happens. Foreboding joy is a, 
according to the research, about 86% of the population have foreboding joy of some kind. Um, and that just sounds, I mean, I, when you said that, I was like, man, can that be right? And I'm like, yeah, probably is right when you really think about it. And we, we decided this morning, last minute, that we're going to drive to Wisconsin with the girls. Uh, over, Brave man. Yes, yes, over uh, Christmas, uh, starting like on the 23rd, something like that. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is going to add like six to eight hours with you know potty stops and food. And <laughs> hey, let's get out and look at this. And then we're only going to be gone for about a week. So what you just described about the annual summer mm-hmm. beach vacation is already like, well, we were in the car, but you know, in just a couple of days, we're going to be coming back this way. This way. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I totally get that. But that sounds what you, what you were describing. That sounds like a miserable, an absolutely miserable ex- experience. Existence, of, period. Yeah. To just live that way thinking, my gosh, I have to, I have to put up so many barriers <clears throat> to protect myself. Yeah, you know, people. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You know, people. I think they they like to say that because uh, they're just this expectation that somebody's going to steal my joy, Mm -hmm. somebody's going to take it from me. This something's going to happen, and it's going to go away. This is not a very uh, easy thing to hang on to. It's very fragile, and and so I I don't want to expect the fact that this is going to hang around. It's good for the moment, but it's not going to be here. And I think a lot of times is. We like to go that route because we don't want to blame ourselves. Most of the time, we like to think that something or someone is going to steal it from us. Mm. When in actuality, we do it ourselves. Yeah. In, in most cases, we are the ones that actually sabotage our joy. Yeah. But there can, there can be, I believe, an ongoing deep inner joy, even in moments of of grief or sadness oh, yeah. or loss, yeah. uh, if we if we practice embracing joy when it comes, uh, if we if we try to if we try to protect ourselves from the days when it won't be grand or good, we end up ruining. Um, we, we don't we don't get prepared that way. The way you get prepared for the bad days is to embrace the joy of today. A lot of times, like like for instance, a person has a friend who maybe lost a loved one, and we tend to we tend to want to be sad for that person and with that person, and we we won't bring up our loved one that we are attached to because we think that dishonors somehow them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, research is very clear. It actually honors their deceased loved one when we talk about someone that we love that we haven't lost. It's like, hmm. yeah, okay, that th- 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 it validates the the person even that they've lost. So it's sort of a weird thing to think about. I was about. just going to say that seems <clears throat> totally backward, right? But, you know, that it seems kind of like the. The holidays is almost exacerbates this whole problem. Sure, it does. Because sometimes that joy almost seems like you're looking to the past. I mean, there's good memories when you're a kid. You wake up on mm-hmm. Christmas morning or Christmas Eve. Yeah, well, right. wake, wake up on Christmas morning. Uh, Christmas morning. That's, okay, yeah. I couldn't remember uh, offhand which way you went with that, but uh, yeah, right. Yeah. You get up. Christmas he made that morning. very clear actually yeah. in the sermon. <laughs> so but, I, I had to have a big discussion at home actually with my wife because we. We do both, and uh, because of different uh, traditions. But, I'm well. good for both as long as we supply the gifts appropriately <laughs> for both occasions. I'm good doing both. Yeah. But it seems like you know when you get up in the morning and you know those remembrances of that great gift that you got, or you know the Red Rider mm-hmm. BB gun, something like that. But then now, where you know you've had instances of loss, and you've had people that, like you said, Jeff, people that you know 
are going to do you wrong. They've done you wrong. A lot of times that happens during the holidays. And so right now, I thought this was a, what struck me was this is a really timely message as to how to keep a hold of that joy when really at this time of the year, this should be our greatest joy when we think yeah. on Jesus. And, and the expectations we load the season down with oh, uh, yeah. end up creating opportunities for disappointment um, <laughs> because it's never, it's never like we expected. No. And, but, how, but how during this season, I watched a great TED talk about clouds uh, last week in preparation for the sermon. I didn't use anything from it, but it was a great talk. Clouds, I'm going to have to look that one up. And, and it's just about how to just enjoy the clouds. And they're, they're right hmm. above our heads all the time and, and how you can find the, the whole idea being that there's joy all around us we can embrace if we choose to do that. And then, and, and then for a Christian... The inner joy of of assurance of salvation of of the big picture stuff being taken care of really should set us on a on a course where joy can fill our lives on a regular basis much more than it does even. So we need to find the little things that we can fill the joy tank with to survive the down parts, the downsides. Not not just boxing ourselves well, res- in preparation for it. Don't resist joy. Yeah. Uh, embrace it and and be able to celebrate it. That is is, is really critical. Yeah, I, I think that's that, that's huge because the the part that a lot of times we think about is that it's just an emotion. Mm-hmm. That joy is just my feeling that happens and then it goes away and so forth. But if uh, and if if I listen to your your sermon correctly, um, our reliance. On Christ, our reliance on God uh, is what brings us real joy, and so that's not a that's not about a feeling, that's not about right. an emotion, and the contentment that comes from that, and and, and, and that and it is there is a, a an emotional side to it, mm-hmm. but it's it's sort of like in my feelings train thing from counseling as well, where the feelings are the caboose following our thoughts and our exactly. actions. And so if we if we direct our thoughts toward God, if we think on good things, if we if we keep our eyes focused on Jesus the author and the finish of our faith, you know, for joy kind of thing, then that 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 thinking will along with our actions of how we how we live our lives and what we invest in create the feelings that come on in the caboose. So I, I think that's what as we as we Maybe we have church every week because it drains out of us so fast to, to realize, yeah. you know, I do, I, Christ is mine. I am his. There is an eternity. And that reminder gets that foundation of joy laid back down in our lives to, to be able to meet whatever comes our way that week. Well, and the one thing that kind of struck me is as a Christian and as being a part of a Christian community, I think you can see that sometimes people or Christians are sometimes almost ashamed of their joy, mm. particularly at Christmas, because you know, we celebrate blessings, we celebrate the first advent and what that means to us and our belief system. And then we look at everything that's wrong in the world, you know, from commercials of the starving kids in Africa to human trafficking, all these different things that, you know, make the news. And we, and we go, well, why should we have all this while there is so much wrong with the world? How do, how do we, you know, kind of balance that and does that? How do we put that back to last week and kind of drive maybe some of those feelings to? Yeah, this is good, but maybe I need to be a little bit more involved to get that train out ahead of those feelings, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. That can be difficult, though, sure. especially at, at the holidays when again expectations for all of myself and me and my yeah, me and if, my horde. <laughs> but if we had, if we had lined everybody up last week at Meet Worship Serve a week ago, that went out and did something and asked them, do you have more joy in your life? Now at noon than you did at seven this morning. Yeah, I think most of them would have said, "Yeah, I have more joy for sure," because their actions 
change their thinking, and yeah. which brings the, the I mean, this, and, and investing ourselves outside of ourselves is part of is part of where foundational joy can come from as well. Yeah, sometimes just changing even one behavior as a result of of something that you know we get convicted a lot of times when we're. Uh, when we see those kind of things, we say, oh, and and that's part, again, that's part of us trying to steal away our joy because either we don't think it's appropriate at this time or, you know, how should, you know, how should I, why am I worthy of being joyful? But if you turn it around and flip it around just by saying, wow, that joy is actually what causes me to want to serve and want right. to do something and change either my environment or the world that I live in. And it's, so it's it's actually that joy that actually carries out yeah. that conviction of caring for somebody else, which is what Andy said in the very end of his sermon as well, that I become a better lover of others. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you know, in a, in a more behavioristic culture, mm-hmm. um, with a lot of a lot of Christian faiths get very much about what you do and don't do kind mm-hmm. of thing. That's historically a problem within Christendom. The freedom of total reliance upon God versus reliance upon ourselves oh, yeah. should should be a great joy builder. Uh, because I, it's not it's, it's not me. I'm I'm relying upon him, and I can be a kid. You know, I, I can be free, and I can be filled with joy. Well, in that one, I'll, that was my is where I was just headed. Because that when you said, if you forget everything else I say, and that was uh, my good friend Danny Hernandez. I don't know if he's ever preached a sermon without saying, if you forget everything else I say. Um, and that was just a smile, feel-good moment for me. Uh, but you said joy is found through reliance on God. And you kind of followed that up with when Jesus said, obeying my commands, we're clear that he didn't mean we would be perfect law keepers. That gave me joy. Mm-hmm. That increased my joy. That goes a long way to knowing that you're part of a community that understands that you know, it is a reliance on God in the joy isn't because I'm perfect. It's because I'm in pursuit of God and what he needs us to do for him, you know, in conjunction with him. If you want to see a person that is lives a pretty joyless life, look for a person who won't let God be God and thinks they have to be. Yeah. You know, and when, when all of a sudden I've got to take care of me, I've got to, I've got to do all these things to, to somehow make my life right and, and justify myself— Versus finding all my justification in God—that's a—that's a lot. The big burden to carry when when you when you have the freedom in Christ to know that He is the one who saves me, and I can now rest in that. that that's a that's a pretty joy, joyous place to be. And I think that's the narrative we have to have as individuals and even as a church when we look at what we did last mm-hmm. week. I think that perfectly kind of pulls us in that direction because essentially, if we're if we're that's the ultimate saying. I'm just here to help. I'm doing what you know. God's in control. We're, we're serving. We're trying to make the world a better place. We don't think we're better than anybody else. We don't have this. This. It's not just about the rules, the do's and the don'ts, and all that. It's because I'm involved. One of Jeff's and my favorite books we were talking about earlier today is "The Art of Possibility" by Benjamin and Rosamund Sander. Just a great book on the art of possibility. And one of the chapters in that book is about, it's called "Be a Contribution." Um, and so the idea to get up in the morning and versus. What am, how am I going to improve my life, or how am I going to you know get through the day, or whatever? No, I'm just going to get to how can I be a contribution uh, to people, to the world, to someone? You know, it, it just, that just changes the whole equation for the day. Yeah, and uh, I want to be a contributor. You know? Yeah, 
Well, I hope that that those, you know, our actions in our, you know, not just that, yeah, we're saying that and it sounds good and it, it is good. I mean, but that's not easy. It's not always easy. And, it, it you know, we don't always become a good reflection of that, even though we probably try real hard. Um, but kind of as we wrap up um, and we reflect on this season and, I you know, I was kind of like, man, this is really weird. I've never enjoyed like the just – Christmassy stuff all that much. And, and since I was long, long time ago, kind of the, you know, the whole Grinch is aforementioned, but you know, it's a good time this time of year to just take personal inventory of exactly how we're going to manage that joy and, and what we're going to do, how we're going to approach the day. And, you know, are we the good Christian soldier that maybe some of us grew up thinking was the way to do it, that we're going to carry the weight of the world on our back and we're going to work our way through this and bootstraps and all that good stuff are, or are we the uh, kind of the believer-centric Christian that prefers the the shielding from the outside world? I found my little pod, and this is all safe, and I don't really need to go out and impact anything other than here because I know what I need to do, and I'm letting God work through me, but it's going to be kind of on my terms. Or are we the ones that – the Christians that are going to fully rely on God to uh, – just for our every need, to speak our words, to mold our hearts, and to – you know, live through us as an example of how we enact that joy as we work in our everyday lives and how we impact people, really in the anticipation, as you mentioned, of the hereafter. I mean, that's really what – isn't that what makes us unique or yeah. should or what people should recognize about us? So that really hit home when the way you kind of pulled that through in your sermon and I'm like, man, this is what? Is this four weeks that we've uh, been – Lots of seasons of something. One, two, three, four. Yeah. Fourth week, yeah. Yeah, fourth week. And I'm like, usually that's longer on this subject than whatever keep whatever keep my interest. But I found myself really engaged through this whole thing. And so I'm hoping that uh, as you listeners that uh, the same is true. So, um, you know, we're running out of time quickly. But, you know, every week we're going to invite you to come and join us, whether that's online uh, or here in person if you're in the Orlando area, 930 and twelve. Uh, you can go to our website, hospitalchurch.org, and watch it live, and uh, lots of links on that page for anything, you questions you might have. Of course, you can always text us, 407-965-1607, or email podcast at hospitalchurch.org. Be happy to go over anything you'd like to discuss. And what do we have, one more? This, this week, a lot, of, a lot of great music and drama. As part of a very short sermon. Another the, short one. Another short one. Look at Andy. And, uh, and this week is the Tis a Season of Salvation. Ooh. How, what, what does a rescued person, what part do they have in their rescue? Ooh. Um, it's just an interesting. Yeah. The, the Season of Salvation. Season and of Salvation. And lots of good music and lots of uh, drama, music, uh, our Christmas program for the year. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Don't miss that one. Uh, so until next week in Episode 30, we'll, where we will review all that happened uh, in that Christmas program, this is Randy for Andy, Jeff, and Tom saying thanks for joining us, and we'll see you all again next week.